Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash best of Redditor updates, where OP finds out that his marriage is a lie, and for the past 10 years, his wife has been secretly in love with his best friend. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash marriage. My wife married me because of my best friend. This sounds fake. It sounds like a drama script. I don't effing care. I need to get it out somewhere or I'm going to go nuts. We're all from the same school. Apparently, my wife had a huge crush on my best friend since junior high. And my best friend knew about this. It's been 10 years since we got married and my wife still loves him. That makes it 10 plus years of one-sided love from her to him and 12 years of my one-sided love to her. She only got close to me and dated me so that she could stay in touch with my best friend. She wanted to be a part of his life no matter what, so she chose me as a scapegoat. And here I thought she loved me. How did I find this out? She told me three weeks ago. Why did she tell me? Because I decided that we were ready for a child and I brought up the discussion over dinner. She told me that she could make love to me, she could marry me, and even act like she loved me, and obviously did a pretty good job at it. But she can't bear to give birth to a child that's mine and not his. She can't give birth to a child that looks like me and not him. So she can't have my child. Then she left me. That day. She didn't even say sorry. Not that that would make it any better, but she did say that she did her best. Did her best and that it is what it is. That's the end of the story. I have no more to tell. She just left and she's not picking up my calls, emails, texts, or whatever way of contacting her. I haven't reached out to my best friend either. I know that they're not together. Actually, maybe I'll be happy for her if she does end up with him at this point. And here I am, not feeling anything, and I'm not sure if this is normal. This feels like a big play. I'm not even sure if I put this right into text. I am sorry. This is a mess. Then, down in the comments, OP adds some more clarifying details. We did talk about kids before this. A couple of times, actually. But I wasn't very serious about it until now. She said that she wasn't really into having kids yet, and she just wanted to enjoy ourselves when we could. She made it clear that she isn't seeking a relationship with my friend. She told me that she doesn't really imagine having a relationship with him, and that's just how it's going to be for whoever knows how long. I know this sounds weird, but she told me that this whole one-sided love is a bit of a permanent habit of hers that she can't get rid of. Ever. I don't know if she ever sought therapy for this. No, I don't intend to continue this marriage. 
This marriage was meant to break from the very start, now that I think about it. Then, four days later, OP posted an update. I met up with my buddy last night and asked him what's new, drank a bit, and finally, I brought up this conversation. It was not easy to bring up. He was shocked, of course, probably just as much as I was. He didn't know what to say for a long time. It seems like my wife never contacted him even after she left. I asked him, did my wife ever say that she has feelings for you? To that, he said, a long time ago, yes. She did say that she had feelings for me, but that was more than a decade ago, long before you two were dating, when we were all young and dumb. We talked for a long time about a lot of things, mostly about our past, our school years, college years, life, everything. My friend didn't have to be involved in this messy story, but my selfish self decided that it was a good idea to talk to him about it. I regret it. He said sorry, even though it wasn't his fault. I'm a terrible person for this. And as for my wife, we're meeting up in two weeks. If you ask why two weeks, she sent me an email saying that she's in another country because she also felt like she needed to go off somewhere to put things together and she'll return in two weeks. She wants to meet up for a talk and I agreed to it. Then, four months later, OP posted an update. To make things short, my wife died and I'm a widower. You may say, what the F after reading this? But she did die. It was suicide. We met shortly after the email she sent me. Believe it or not, it was not pretty. I thought that I could keep myself together, but I ended up going crazy. Never have I cried so much in my life, and never have I been so used in my life. I honestly, sincerely, deeply felt the meaning of betrayal. My conversation with her was basically me just repeating, Why'd you do this to me? How could you do this to me? Why did you marry me? And why did you have to tell me this now? She didn't really give a clear answer to my questions. She was mostly quiet, and she only gave answers that made me even more emotional. One thing I do remember was her saying, I'm sorry. After more meaningless conversations, I said I wanted a divorce. Not loving me was one thing, but to deceive me for over a decade is another. She agreed to it. Since we agreed to a year of separation before marriage, we got separated and that was that. I told her to sincerely F off and to never show herself in front of me ever again. And then, she died. A week after my wife left, I got a phone call from my mother-in-law telling me that my wife died. She took pills and didn't wake up again. She didn't leave a note or any messages to anyone. She just left for good and that was that. The funeral took place, but I couldn't go. My best friend went, and I hope she's happy with that. It's been three months since she died. A deep trauma has taken place inside of me, and I've been seeking therapy since. It hasn't gotten better, but with that, I'm at least functioning at the bare minimum of a human being, at least. I don't think I'll ever find a resolution from this incident. My life has been torn apart, and my entire self can't function the way it used to. If this post is a mess, I'm sorry. This is the best that I can do. Some of you may find my story disturbing or even think that I made it up. I don't really care if you find it a lie. I myself have a hard time believing this and I'm still processing it. This is the last post that I will ever make. There is no meaning in life anymore, but for me, I'll have to go on. Oh man, that story was rough to get through OP. Best wishes. God, what she did to you is... It feels like it should be illegal. To just emotionally torture someone like that and completely ruin 10 years of their life? 
I don't even understand what this woman's plan was. Was she planning on just, I don't know, hoping that the guy randomly falls in love with her, but she just never made a move and what? An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's extra help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's extra help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the butthole. Am I the butthole for trying to get back into my kids' lives? I'm a 28-year-old woman, and I have three kids with my ex, who's 30. We were never married, but we dated while I was in college. My senior year, I got pregnant and had twin boys. My boyfriend moved me in with him, and we were raising our kids together. 14 months after giving birth to the boys, I had a girl. Immediately after, I had postpartum depression. I was not doing well, and I decided to go back home to my parents to try to clear my head. Once home, I saw my old bedroom, my old things, and I was kind of reminded of what I always wanted to do. I had always wanted to take a gap year to travel, but I'd gotten a scholarship to my first choice school, and it seemed silly to pass it up. I decided then that this is what I needed to get in the right mental state. I called my boyfriend and told him that I'm going to Europe for a couple of months. He was outraged and tried to talk me out of it. I explained that this is what I needed to go back to being myself and be a better parent and partner. So I went. He called me the first couple of months and kept asking if I was coming back. Eventually, he stopped calling. About six months in, my parents told me that he had filed to get full custody of the kids. I was mad that he didn't tell me before doing it? Oh my god. But I thought that I would at least take full advantage and really see the world and get it out of my system. I traveled for a little over two years and visited every continent? Every continent? No way, including Antarctica? OP probably isn't including Antarctica, there's no way. When I was done, I really wanted to see my kids, but I felt guilty for not being present in their lives and I didn't want to face my ex. One of the friends that I made in my travels offered me a gig as an English teacher in a private school in Thailand. I took the opportunity and spent the next three years doing that. This year, I returned stateside and stayed with my parents. They showed me pictures of the kids and told me that my ex let them see the kids a couple of times. I got in touch with him, telling him that I was ready to be involved in their lives, and he flat out refused. I threatened to sue for custody, <laughs> and he just replied, good luck with that, and then sent me pictures of me partying in Europe. They are not flattering. My parents want to see their grandkids more, but they tell me that it's all my fault for not being able to see them. Am I the butthole for not trying to see them? Okay, okay. Before I get into the update on this, I, I don't know where the update is going, but there's something I want to point out that's really subtle, and I don't know if it's true. This is pure speculation. 
But OP points out that her parents want to be involved in the kid's life. However, the ex only lets them see the kids a couple of times. So that kind of has me wondering, why is that? Why would the ex-husband not want his parents-in-law to be involved in the kid's life? Because obviously he's been abandoned by his wife. You'd think he'd want all the help he can get, right? Well, here's my theory. This is my guess. I think what's happening here is Opie said that she lived two years abroad visiting every single continent. My guess is that Opie's parents were bankrolling her adventures. Because two years traveling and never working, that's got to be insanely expensive. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So my guess is that OP was off partying on mommy and daddy's dime while her boyfriend was struggling to raise three kids without a partner. That's just a guess. I can't back this up. But if it's true, that makes this story even worse. Then down in the comments, we have this update. Reddit, it's my time to shine. I had to make a brand new account to not reveal anything personal. I know exactly who this is. I know the kids and the dad. Those kids were raised by a wolf pack. When this pathetic waste of oxygen abandoned her kids, basically anyone and everyone who had a passing relation to the dad stepped up. His mom moved in for the first year to help with the babies. Neighbors, friends, and relatives all donated or bought kids stuff for them. Clothes, diapers, toys, anything he needed. One of his friends manages a restaurant, and he brought them unused food almost every night. I work at a bank, so I had nothing useful to contribute other than money and time. One of our buddies runs a mixed martial arts gym, and he has a kid's class that starts after school. So he takes them in after school until their dad gets off work. Whenever the kids need a babysitter, two or three rowdy men show up to be horsies or punching bags for the boys and tea party guests for the little girl. One of our other friends is a lawyer. He helped his dad gain custody and advised him through the process. OP's parents are rich and they always offer money to help. I knew it! I knew it! I mean, strictly speaking, this doesn't actually confirm that OP's parents were bankrolling OP's parties in Europe, but come on, come on guys, we know the truth here. I knew there had to be a reason why the dad wasn't allowing OP's parents to be involved in the kid's life, and this makes perfect sense. Okay, anyways, back to the story. That way, OP's parents can't use that leverage in a future custody battle. He didn't even let them introduce themselves as their grandparents, so they can't claim a relationship. Their dad is doing well now, and those kids don't want for anything. Every Sunday night, he hosts us to watch football and hang out with the kids. His daughter delights in serving everyone, and they're so much better off without this witch. Okay, so <laughs> the original post that OP wrote was deleted, obviously because she was getting blasted in the comments. So unfortunately, I can't read all the juicy details of everyone blasting OP because she couldn't handle the heat. Clearly, OP is the type of person who runs away from her problems. So obviously, you know, I have a kid and having one kid isn't as bad as having twin boys. That's got to be super rough. Twin boys and another girl who's just one year younger. That's a lot, obviously, and I can understand wanting to take a break. But for context, when me or my wife are feeling overwhelmed and we want a break, typically that translates into the exhausted person sleeping in in the morning and maybe taking a nap or something and the other person focusing on the kid throughout the day. Not vanishing into Europe for two months, which turns into half a year, which turns into two years, which turns into seven years. And then, okay, I've cleared my head. I'm ready to come back. The kids are going to be like, who are you? This story, it's actually wild just how huge the dichotomy is between OP, who's, I'm going to cuss, is a piece of shit. Let's be honest. Just a, an actual human piece of shit. 
And then in contrast to that, we have OP's boyfriend, who is an amazing human being. Not only OP, but his entire family, his friends. He's just he's just a great guy who's surrounded by great people, and they do the right thing every single day to, to do the best thing for those kids. Oh, man. This is why I don't like to give out 5 out of 5 butthole scores, so I can save them for people like you, OP. Easiest 5 out of 5 butthole score in my life. Can you imagine how narcissistic, deluded, self-obsessed you have to be to vanish without giving any advance notice and then come back like seven years later and when you find out that your ex-boyfriend filed for custody, you're like, how dare you say that without consulting me first? Okay, but it's fine for you to vanish for seven years without consulting him first? What? That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.